There was a ton of roster movement with the Atlanta Braves and several teams from around the league on Tuesday as players had to be added to the 40-man roster to be protected from the Rule 5 draft. Also a trade for the Atlanta Braves that they made, bringing in another low-budget, high-upside reliever, but they get rid of Jackson Stevens, player who was a big part of the Braves' bullpen last season, and they also DFA Guillermo Heredia. So a lot of roster movement going on on Tuesday. We'll talk about the ramifications of that and what it means going forward. All that on today's episode of Lockdown Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube if you're new. Just got over 3,000 subscribers on YouTube, so really excited about that. Thanks for all your support there. Make sure if you're watching this video on YouTube, please hit that thumbs up button and the notification bell to help support the show. Leave me a comment in the comment section below. I always try to get back to each and every one of those as always, thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. We continue to post episodes daily throughout the offseason, so make sure you're subscribed to Lockdown Braves wherever you get your podcast. On today's episode, a lot of roster movement uh, from Tuesday. Braves added some prospects to the 40-man roster, had to let go of some notable names, and also made another trade with the Rangers that we'll talk about some big news from around the league qualifying offer decisions were made. Dansby Swanson obviously rejected his. We'll talk about that. Manager of the Year award was announced and some pretty significant signings from around the league that we'll discuss as well. But let's start with the roster moves from Tuesday. Uh, a ton of roster moves around Major League Baseball as this was the deadline to add prospects to the 40-man roster to protect them from the upcoming Rule 5 draft. So Atlanta Braves had several candidates for this. Uh, we talked about this, you know, on previous podcasts. I felt like Darius Vines was the one prospect that was definitely going to be added. The Braves add him. They also add Rotary Munoz and Braden Shoemake. And those were a couple other players I had discussed as well as possibilities to get added. And to make room on the 40-man roster, the Braves had designated for assignment Silvino Bracho, Guillermo Heredia, and William Woods. So, again, some familiar names there that you hear that are getting designated for assignment and some prospects added for the Atlanta Braves. I would not be surprised if they bring Heredia back um, on a minor league deal. I did think when the Braves traded for Sam Hilliard that that was kind of the replacement or Heredia on the bench, a guy that gives you a little bit more pop. Perhaps there's a little bit more upside with Hilliard and can play all three outfield spots. That, to me, was kind of the writing on the wall for Heredia. And I'm not even saying Hilliard's guaranteed that spot. Perhaps they bring somebody else in to compete for that job. But I just kind of felt like that's the way it was going with Guillermo Heredia. Look, 
I love Heredia. This is a guy, it's just an example of if you're a good guy, you bring quality leadership to a team, whether this is in the baseball world, whether it's in your own job, then you can have value. I mean, Heredia basically had a roster spot on the Braves for two seasons because of just his leadership, because of the atmosphere that he brought to the clubhouse, to the team, uh, the energy he brought to the fans. The fans loved Heredia. And because of that, he remained on this roster all year long where I thought there were plenty of opportunities for the Braves to uh, replace him, to let him go. And they left him on this roster because of mostly, I believe, because of what he did off the field rather than what he did on the field. Because on the field, pretty much all he gave you was a defensive replacement. And the Braves needed one in left field for sure. Um, so love Guillermo. I think there's a good opportunity if he wants to continue playing. He wants to come back. I think he will he can do so and ha- get a minor league deal with the Braves. So I'm not sure we've seen the last of Guillermo. I kind of hope. We have it. Who knows what happens with the swords going forward? Is it still a thing or not? Um, but for right now, he is not a member of the Atlanta Braves. He actually sent out a post on Instagram as well saying his thank yous and how much he loved being part of the Braves organization, loved the fan base. So just an amazing guy, an amazing character. I hope this isn't the last we've seen of him around this organization. As far as the guys added, uh, I mentioned Vines was the obvious one. He's somebody that I think we could see debut this year. I think he's still on down the the pecking order, uh, but had a really good year last year. And again, I think, you know, if injuries happen or if he just elevates his game a little bit, I think we could see Vines perhaps make a spot start or two this year for the Braves. Munoz is a guy I think you had to protect because he has a high-velocity fastball i could see a team grabbing him and then just throwing them throwing him into their bullpen uh, and seeing what happens there i think that's ultimately where he ends up so i think it's smart by the braves to protect him because uh, i think the braves could do the same with that as well uh, maybe not this year i think he still needs a little bit more seasoning but perhaps next year could be a real candidate for the braves bullpen shoe makes the interesting one for me I think if you were asking the Braves front office right now their honest opinion, what they feel about Braden Shoemake, do they think he has a potential to be an everyday player at the big league level? I think they would say no. Um, but obviously they spend a lot of money on this guy. They're trying to develop him. Don't want to just give up on him that easily. And next year is a big year. That's you know probably the understatement of, of the offseason. 2023 is a big year for Braden Shoemake. We need to see him make strides offensively. You know, defensively, he's he can become that that versatile utility guy that I think a lot of us thought he could be, that Ben Zobras type. But he's got to come a long way offensively in 2023 to be in any kind of picture for the Braves going forward. But, you know, with the uncertainty at the shortstop position at the moment, I think, you know, the Braves made the decision, the fact that, you know, in a in a scenario where they need somebody to play shortstop, you have Braden Shoemake available. So they put him on the 40-man roster. He's a step closer to getting to the big leagues. Uh, but again, for me, I've never really been a huge fan of his since the Braves drafted him. But obviously, they don't want to give up on that potential talent 
just yet. So they add him to the 40 man roster to protect him. So those were the roster moves. We were kind of waiting on several small trades, uh, especially from the Rays teams trying to open up roster spots. Uh, but those were the prospects that the Braves added. Those were the players they had to designate as a result. But there was one other big move on the day, another trade with the Braves and the Texas Rangers where the Braves had to give up a guy that was a pretty significant piece of their bullpen last year in Jackson Stevens. We'll talk about that trade next. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer. Obviously, the best sport out there in baseball, esports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like this one, you can find those at BetOnline as well. BetOnline is always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. So the Atlanta Braves and the Texas Rangers hooked up for another trade as the Braves acquired relief pitcher Dennis Santana from the Rangers in exchange for cash to make room on the Braves 40-man roster, which is full and has been full here for about a week now. The Braves designated Jackson Stevens for assignment. This is a little bit of a shock to me. I like the work that Jackson Stevens did last year. I'm not saying this is a bad move. I'll get some overall thoughts on it in a minute. But just a little bit surprising that the Braves were so so easily let go of, of Jackson Stevens. In 2022, he had a 3.69 ERA, a 3.54 whip, a 1.342 uh, whip, which is you know a bit higher, obviously, than you would want. 53 and and two-thirds innings, 47 strikeouts, 23 walks. Played a big role for the Braves and had some stretches where he was really good. Had some stretches where he was not so good. Um, But overall, and this is a role that I think is one of the most underappreciative roles on a Major League Baseball team, but it's that role of a, a garbage time type of pitcher, a guy who can come in when a game's out of hand one way or the other and give you, you know, multiple innings to save your bullpen or a guy who can come in in extra innings as Jackson Stevens did sometimes and can, you know, pitch you uh, multiple innings and keep you in the game. And I thought, you know, what Jackson Stevens did for the Braves in that, in this past year in that role, I thought was fantastic. And I love that. And every bullpen needs that guy. You think about the Josh Tomlins, of the past who have done similar things who have come in and kind of been that garbage time guy who doesn't just come in and, and give you, you know, garbage time results. They come in and, and pitch well. And even in games where maybe you are behind four or five runs, they come in and pitch two clean innings and give your offense a chance to, to work their way back into the game. I thought Stevens did a great job of that. All that said, Santana gives you, more upside as somebody who can become, you know, a dominant type reliever. He'll play next year at 27 years old. His numbers from last year don't look great. A 5.22 ERA, a 1.33 whip, 58 and two-thirds innings, 54 strikeouts, 28 walks. However, you look at the metrics and some of the more underlying numbers for uh, Santana, he throws hard. Both his sinker and his four seam sit around 97 miles per hour, so he checks off that box. And he had a 41% whiff rate 
on his slider, which he threw uh, primarily was his primary pitch in 2022. So you got a high velocity fastball. You got a really good slider. That is typically a really good combination for a really good reliever, setup type reliever. And the Braves are hoping that he can put all that together, that maybe they have they have something or they see something they can adjust in him to get him over that hump. But just on stuff alone, that's typically a pitch mix that plays really well as a reliever. And you look at his baseball savant page, 87th percentile in average exit velocity, 85th percentile in hard hit percentage, 64th percentile in whip percentage, and 70th percentile in chase rate. You know, those are all metrics that point to a reliever that should be good. So that is uh, certainly, you know, what the Braves are banking on here. And I see a comment from JK that says Stevens wasn't traded. He was DFA'd. If I said that, I thought I, I thought I said that Santana was traded for cash and Stevens was DFA'd. But if I didn't say that, um, then I appreciate that clarification. But that was that was the case. The Braves traded cash in exchange for Santana and then DFA'd Jackson Stevens to make room on the 40-man roster. But going back to Santana, um, you look at what was not great for him last year. His K percentage was only in the 39th percentile. His walk percentage was in the 11th percentile. Again, those don't necessarily add up with what you see with the other metrics and his stuff, at least as a K percentage. You would think this is a guy that that strikes out a lot more batters than he did. So those are numbers. Hopefully the Braves uh, are, will see some improvement on can, on, can make some adjustments to kind of get him over that hump. And another low-dollar key acquisition for the bullpen, a guy that if he puts it all together, if he breaks out, I think could be a really – big move for the Atlanta Braves and be a really big part of that bullpen. You know, we've seen it now with, with Nick Anderson. We've seen it with Santana. We saw it last year with them signing Kirby Yates, kind of getting some by low candidates for the bullpen that, you know, you hit on one or two of these guys and they become a big piece of your bullpen. That is a huge win. And you don't have to go out and spend high dollar amounts on some of the top free agent relievers out there. And I think that's, you know, I talked about this on yesterday's podcast. I think that's going to be the strategy for Alex Anthopoulos this offseason with the bullpen is just continue to, to bring in these guys on, you know, incentivized deals, low uh, money deals that are trying to prove something, whether they're trying to come back from, from injury or trying to come off a bad year. And perhaps they have some good peripherals as Santana has, I think we're going to see a lot more of those type of signings for Alex Anthopoulos and trying to piece this bullpen together. And I've said it all the time, bullpens are finicky year to year. So that's why you can't relax on that. You got to bring in guys that, you know, hopefully you bring in enough guys with good stuff and enough of them have good years that you put together a really solid bullpen. So I like this strategy from Alex Anthopoulos. Other news of the day, Dansby Swanson officially rejects his qualifying offer. No big surprise there. So he continues his free agency tour. We'll see what happens there. But now if he does sign with another team, the Braves will get a comp pick. I believe that comes after a competitive B round. Um, So it would be a a good high signing for the Braves in the top 100 draft picks if Dansby Swanson does sign elsewhere. Obviously, I still think it's very good. That he comes, uh, that he comes, I think it's very uh, possible that he comes back to the Braves. 
As far as those who rejected the qualifying offer, Judge, Turner, Bogarts, DeGrom, Rodon, Nimmo, Contreras, Bassett, Rizzo, Annie Valdi, and Tyler Anderson. We'll talk more about Rizzo and Tyler Anderson in a minute, but all those players rejected the qualifying offer, which means the Braves or any other team sign one of those players. They'll have to give up a pick in order to do so. Um, those who accepted the qualifying offer were Jock Peterson going back to the Giants and Martin Perez going back to the Rangers. I want to mention Jock Peterson because a lot of you in the chat this, this offseason have already asked if the Braves would go sign Jock Peterson. That's definitely not happening now. He's making over $19 million in 2023 to play with the Giants. So the Jock Peterson reunion will have to be put on hold because uh, he accepted that qualifying offer. was honestly surprised he got one. Um, and it would have honestly been dumb had he not accepted that. So that is a big payday for Chuck Peterson for one year. Um, but maybe that reunion will happen next offseason, but definitely not in 2023. And then manager of the year was announced on Tuesday night as well. Uh, Brian Snicker finished third. Buck Showalter was the winner in a, a very, very tight race. Um, I believe Showalter got... Eight first-place votes, David Roberts, seven, and Snickers, six. I believe it was something like that. Either way, it was a very tight race. I said beforehand, I don't understand how you vote for Buck Showalter over Brian Snicker. They won the same amount of games, and the Braves won the division, and the Mets had a much higher payroll. I don't I don't understand the logic. I love Buck Showalter. I think he's a great manager uh, and certainly you know, a worthy candidate, but – I just don't understand the logic for voting for him over Snicker when Buck Showalter had a 10 and a half game lead. Snicker and his team overcame that to win the division. And yet Showalter gets voted best manager with a, a payroll that's <laughs> skyrocketing. Um, but either way, Showalter won the award. Snicker finished third. I think Rob Thompson, even I know all the voting comes in before the postseason, even with all that being said, you know, the team he took over, a coach that, that got fired and his team rallying around him to make the postseason, I think he should have won regardless of what happened in the postseason. So um, either way, that, that award is uh, come and gone, and the Braves miss out on that one. Um, but a couple more awards coming up throughout this week. All right, next I want to talk about some other news from around the league. Had some big signings on Tuesday as well we'll talk about those next and i'll take some of your comments and questions appreciate all of you who stuck around late to join me on this one i'm sorry for starting uh, so late um but glad we are able to get here to talk about some of these things and got a lot of news enjoy these days even with the small news items that we have because there will be days in the off season especially around the christmas break where We'll be begging for news like this. So take advantage of these days where, uh, you know, a small trade of of Santana for Jackson Stevens seems like a small, small move, but uh, it gives us a lot to talk about. Uh, but there was some other bigger news around the league. Anthony Rizzo, who rejected that qualifying offer to sign back with the Yankees uh, for two years and 23 million with a 2025 option. So Anthony Rizzo returns to the Yankees. Tyler Anderson, who had a qualifying offer from the Dodgers, turns that down and signs a three-year, $40 million deal with the Angels, which is 
interesting um obviously the angels are, are up for sale but they're still spending money which i'm glad to see because i want to see mike trout and shohei Atani in the playoffs so hopefully that signing works out good for them and they're starting rotation which i know has been a problem with the angels for a year pair and over there uh running uh the angels now obviously coming from the braves so good luck to him in that deal with tyler anderson um i think i may have lost connection there i apologize for that i'm gonna go ahead and wrap things up here um but i appreciate you all sticking around to join me for tonight's episode as always thanks for making locked on braves your first listen of each and every day for your next lesson, check out sports Locked On Sports Today podcast, talking about the biggest stories of the day, plus the instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts, just like this one. Again, thanks for get, giving us a listen. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Follow me at shortstopball. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Apologize for those in the chat having some connection issues. I didn't get your question answered. Make sure you ask them in the comment section below on YouTube, and I'll get to them there. But again, that will do it for this episode, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked on Yankees. Locked on Mariners. Locked on Mets. Locked on Angels. And you're listening to Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. 